0: and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I am here with a really, really cool dude. He, he, he didn't want me to do a, a big intro for him because most people suck at intros, but I'm a freaking good intro guy, <laughs> and so I want y'all to know who Grant freaking Wise is. Grant is, is the founder of Whitley, which if you don't know Whitley, get out from under the rock you live under. Uh, we're going to tell you more about it during the show. He's also a serial entrepreneur, and so he just he gets it. He is in the thick of, of what you and I deal with every single day, he's in the thick of it. He, he's not just up in the clouds operating these massive businesses. Like he knows what he's talking about. He's also, guys, he's, he's started, founded, completed, finished, whatever you want to say, multiple seven-figure businesses, which I think is very impressive. And we both used to have an affinity for Sky Diamonds, which if you don't know what that is, that's okay because it's not relevant to your life. That's a uh, you know Grant' nice little secret. Grant, bro, welcome to the show.
1: My oh, man, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Was that a is that was that the best
0: intro you've ever had? Yeah, it's
1: definitely up there
0: without question. Thank you. Up there, I want to know who gave a better one. That's what I want to know. That's all I'm going to think about the whole show. So, Grant, I want to I want to just jump into first. I want people to understand like what Whitley is. And I I was watching a YouTube video of you before this where you were kind of telling your story. And and so can you give us like the the 90-second version of like how Whitley came to be? Yeah. So
1: man, I got started in business very, very early. I was like 19. And Long story short, I started a few companies that did very well, but made a lot of very poor choices, ended up broke, bankrupt at 23, starting a, a training company, teaching people how to use social media to grow their real estate business. And that that's where things like really took off for me. We, we launched that training company really officially in 2014. And then like as a full-on info product in 2015, Okay, we went from zero to, I think it was about seven or $8 million in two or three years. Wow. Right, from a revenue standpoint. And that was exciting. But, you know, entrepreneurs are innovators, man. And I love to be creative and I love to yeah. find, yeah ways to solve problems. And one of the things that I saw when we were teaching people how to build Facebook ads or, you know, how to get leads or how to do remarketing or whatever was a huge disconnect in their ability to use the technology. I mean, to run Facebook ads, you also have to, or you used to have to be really good at landing pages, Mm -hmm. had to be creative. You had to build automations, emails, text campaigns, like there were so many other moving parts before you could hit live on the Facebook. App. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, we could, I could just see how frustrated people were. So people would buy our training products and they would be limited, like severely, whether in time or like just even technical ability, because it would take a lot of time and people struggled. And so, I was like, man, there's got to be a better way that we could help these people get this stuff in place. What we taught works, like people that implement it made serious money, Yeah, but uh, we started thinking through like, okay, how can we just do all this stuff for them? And that's really where my passion for software as a service businesses came about. Because, you know, we we really dug deep and figured out we could build a software that would just do all this work. Mm-hmm. It would do all the landing page work and all the email and all the text and all the integration. And it would do all the automation work. And then got to a point where my my real vision was true end-to-end ad automation. I wanted people to literally just be able to log into the platform, click a couple buttons, and then our software would go build their ads for them. And so that's wow, how Whitley wow. came about. Uh, We started that March 31st of 2017. It was an amazing day. Uh, We had a bunch of people buy into the future vision of the company. And then we fully released Whitley October of 2020. So we worked on it for about three years, invested every single part of my (laughs) being into (laughs) making sure that thing survived. And then uh, I was just going over numbers this morning, man. We've grown over 500%. And wow. since October. And it's just, it's been amazing. Our goal has always been just, to, like I said, uh, true end-to-end ad automation. We wanted people just to have a tool that would run all of their advertisements for them. And, th- and that's what Whaley is. And that's what it does. And so
0: that's, that's how it came about. Dude, it's so cool. And I, I love having guys like you on because I am a complete moron when it comes <laughs> to your side of social media. Right, right or, Like right. it is not my gifting at all. Yeah. and it's not the gifting of ninety nine percent of realtors out there yeah and so what you're doing is truly creating massive value for them and what what I'm curious because i've I've been thinking for several days leading up to the to this interview of like what will grant say to this and and so the the question that I have is what what is the biggest misconception out there when it comes to facebook ads instagram ads you know yeah. like what what do you what what do you have to fight through the most when you're on the phone with somebody that's so jaded or whatever, because they've tried it before? Yeah. Like what, what, what is, what, what is that misconception? Man, I think it's
1: probably three simple things. Uh, I think a couple people would agree with, and then one people might get upset about, but. Oh,
0: okay. I like it.
1: It's, it's misinformation, inexperience and pride. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people want to do what they think works well, and they don't really just listen to what the market's telling them. And that's why I talk about pride is people come to us all the time. Like, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. Like, okay, that's amazing. I love that you want to do that, but I don't think it's going to work. Like, you don't understand That's It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Okay. We spent millions of dollars in ads to give you this incredibly simple model to follow. Yeah. Like, And I always tell people like, just prove me wrong first, like just put this thing in place. And if it doesn't work, like we'll do your thing, but just like, let's just try it. What's the worst that could happen, you know? And I think those are probably the biggest things that I see when people just come in and they follow the model that we've developed. It's just bang, 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 bang. It just works. Like there's no questions, comments, concerns like I've been doing this now for almost a decade. It's, it is a near scientific process for us. And people still come in they're like, no, nah, I want to do my thing. Like I yeah. want to do my thing that I think is going to work really well. And so when you tap into that, you know, advertising can, can, can be a very scientifically driven process because you, when you're marketing and you're advertising, if you do not innately understand who it is that you're marketing and advertising to and mm. more specifically understand what they want, you will fail 100% of the time. And so when we just dug into that and we started doing research and we started testing and we started really diving in, we uncovered that buyers and sellers really ultimately want two things. And a real estate agent isn't even remotely close to one of them. Wow! <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, what do they want, Grant? Well, they want to know, you know, sure how much their value, you know, how much the, the value of their home is, but that's secondary to understanding what inventory is available. Mm. All right. So if you look back over the course of decades, since we started selling real estate decades and decades, decades, and decades ago, long time ago, right? The number one thing people wanted to know was what's available. And right. So they would go find people that could show them what was available. There wasn't any MLS books or any of those types of things. And then somebody was like, we could literally just make a list of all this information, which is how the multi-listing service came out. There were these books and you would get a book once a month or once every whatever. And then you would flip through it. And then somebody came along and was like, we could just throw this book on the internet and we could give people access to it. And then Zillow came around. And then, you know, all these things started happening, but all, all of that to say like the number one thing people want to know is what homes are available today and more, 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 and more uh, like uh, most of those searches are now originating online. Okay. So if we just, if we stop running away from what we know the the consumer wants, right. I always say people like, don't forget the golden rule, give people what they want, not what they need. Yeah. And so if we just give them what they want, that allows us to get their attention right? And then we can start to build a relationship with those people. And so I would say that's probably the number one thing that I see. Other than The top three things is just mis- misinformation. People don't really know what to do. Miss- inexperience people, you know, like, well, I just click the boost button or something like that. And then, you know, pride, like I, I want to do my thing. And and just not listening to what the market's telling them is, is some of the biggest mistakes I see.
0: Okay. So I, I have a lot of ways that I want to take this and I'm literally writing notes. So I don't forget what to say. Love it. So... You you talk about the the number one thing that buyers and sellers want, or well, really buyers in this in this scenario is is they want to know what's available. Buyers so, and sellers, like and sellers, yeah. So, so- in two thousand twenty one, with all the different platforms now that showcase inventory, mm-hmm. like what it what is a lowly just individual realtor like what what are they supposed to do? Mm-hmm to be able to fill that need when there's already the realtor.com's, the Zillow's, the the local MLS's in every market? Yeah. Like, how do they cut through the noise of the people already doing it at the most elite level?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. And one of my favorite quotes uh, from Steve Pasnelli at BombBong says, attention is the currency of sales. So, the number one problem that an agent has is they have to understand how to get attention. Well, a lot of people in your world do it organically right? They put right. out content, they're working to get attention. That's, that's, the, that's, a, that's a way to do it. It's a very proven way to do it. I'm a huge fan of just going to the traffic store and buying traffic. Like I want to go to the, to the lead <laughs> store and buy leads. I want to go to the customer store and just buy customers, right? Because I want speed. I want to be able to enter a market and in literally a couple of hours have opportunities flying my way. Yeah. And so yeah. we, we do it by tapping into what we know is the number one desire of buyers and sellers. And I, and I corrected you there because statistically speaking, 52% of leads have a home to sell. So if you generate oh, okay. 10 leads using a buyer, what we would consider to be a buyer's approach, no, 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 bro. Five of those people also likely have a property to sell. So it's how wow. we need to get seller leads okay. at like 30, 40% of what most people are paying for seller leads. Wow. And in and, 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 you know even 5 or 10% of what a lot of people are paying for seller leads. So the number one thing that an agent can do is really simple. Run a Facebook lead ad, giving people a list of homes available in, the, in in their market. And this is the scientific part, specifically um, a list of properties under the median price point of homes sold in their market for the last 90 days. So most agents listening to this could go to their MLS and say, okay, what's the stat? Go to the stat section. Yeah. So what's the median price point of homes sold in the last 90 days? You're going to get a number. It's going to be 185 or 220 or 580 or one, one, 1. 1.2 million. Whatever that number is, That's the stat you want to use. So the ad would say something like, Hey, you know, attention Northwest Arkansas, click here to get a free report of homes priced under $285,000. You know, click the learn more button below to to gain in some access. Like that's as simple as it could be. Go to Canva, create a collage image using two or three pictures of the outside of a home, two or three pictures of the inside of a home. Dude, done, like done and done. Um, If you do that, like if you listen to this podcast and then you leave and you go do that, you're going to have leads coming into your business in two to three hours. Attention wow. being the currency of sales, we want to use tried and true advertising strategies that we know will just bring us opportunity. And so that's what our, a lot of the, the people that we work with do is they're just snapping that ad in place or they're just letting Whitley do it for them. And they're getting leads for a dollar a lead, $3 lead, $5 lead, pennies on the dollar compared to what you would have to pay if you went and bought from like a third party, like a Zillow or truly or Realtor.com. You would be blown away at how competitive you can be against these big box brands Really, by just tapping into what we know people want. And that is literally the properties to view. And if you can scoop up all of the opportunity, you can do something that Zillow up until recently couldn't do. And that's start building a relationship with that person. Zillow wins on brand. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and they created a way that they could generate leads. Look, leads are just opportunities, guys. Like that's it. That's, they're just opportunities. If you don't mm. build a relationship with that person, you will miss the opportunity to buy, help them buy and sell a property. And that's what Zillow couldn't do. It's why they started introducing Flex and they started selling, buying and selling property themselves. And that's why they've started to uh, really jump into becoming a brokerage and we, we don't have to ha- go down that path. But what I'm saying is like Zillow also, you know, they became a billion dollar company in a decade. They also communicated to the world how to go out there and replicate. Right. Their
0: so Grant, here's what I'm, and i and I, I think I know the answer, but I, I, it's more powerful when you say it, like you just gave a, a very straightforward way to run an ad mm-hmm. directly at the, the want of the consumer, Mm-hmm. Yet 95% of, you know, who knows what the number is, but it's incredibly high of the people that listen to this, this episode will do nothing. <laughs> Why?
1: Man, that's a great question. Um, I think my answer may upset people, but
0: yes, I love like- it. <laughs>
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I try to be a good coach. Like I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. not what you want to hear Sure, it may sting and you may never talk to me again, but someday you will come <laughs> back and to and listen to what he said two or three years ago. Um, you know, look, we don't value what we don't pay for. Okay. That's why, that's why, that's why most of the people listening to this that, that don't end up taking it and doing anything with it. Um, that's why they won't get the results because they didn't pull out their pocketbook. And, and they didn't pay for it. Like I, I got my credit card, I flipped it around backwards so you can't see the number. Like if we don't pull out the card and swipe yeah. the, the deal, we don't place any intrinsic value on what it is that uh, we, we see as an opportunity that can help us get to where we're going. You see, the, the big thing that's happening in this show right now is unfortunately we're creating what we call a success gap for people. You know, think of us like we're standing on, you know, an agent's on one side of the Grand Canyon and we're on the other, yeah. now an agent can see what could make them successful, but they got to figure out how to overcome that monstrous gap to get there. And right. that's training, it's technology, it's tools, it's people, it's understanding how to go do what ultimately it is that, you know, they want to do. The reason people don't do anything with, you know, the freemium stuff, at least some people, I've met some people that like, they just take it and run with it. Is because we don't value what we don't pay for. And Mm. you can look no further. And this is where it gets offensive. You can look no further than people's personal health. Yeah. Okay. So listen to me, your brain, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your body parts. These things were all gifted to us when we were born. Not everybody even got all of those. Right. And we grow up and we watch people develop these lifestyles where they struggle with discipline. And habits and routines and consistency. And some of the most valuable parts of your life came to you free and you don't even take care of. Them. Yeah. These are things that are irreplaceable for most people. Right. Right. And so if we look at <laughs> if we look at that, look, and, and the same is true. I pay a lot of money for my personal health. That's one of the reasons I value it because I'm invested in that process. Right. Like I pay. I pull out the card and I pay. I'm I'm not necessarily saying I'm any different than anybody else. What I'm saying is like, man, you guys got a bunch of free gifts that you were given that you're not even taking advantage of. Why would you use information that you you're in the back of your mind thinking already like, well, is he sure that this is going to work? Yeah. He hasn't trained tens of thousands of people all over the world. Oh yeah, I have. Okay. Surely he hasn't personally coached over four thousand. Oh yeah, I have. Surely he hasn't helped sell billions of dollars real estate. Oh yeah, hey, look, I have. I'm not telling you anything that's theoretical here. I'm giving you just literally black and white advice. If you listen to the podcast and you take it and use it, you're going to have leads in your business before the day ends. But I see a lot of people don't take care of like this, and I'm you know pointing at my body and 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 that's just an outward expression. Like I'm not going to go do the free thing. I'm not going to go take the free advice. I'm not because we don't value you know what it is that we don't pay for. So
0: bro that's yeah, that's strong man and that and that that's convicting to me, you know I mean there I have so many areas in my life that that I've chosen to value less than others
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and they're they're poor decisions, but we we tend to lean towards where we're comfortable, and you know, like this morning, I went and walked for like this it's two days in a row, right so i'm I'm waiting on my medal, you know, since I've walked two days in a row now. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and why don't, why do I not do it every day? Cause it's freaking hard, you know, it's hot outside. And, and so that, but that the, the disciplined people, the dedicated people push through and they're the people running outside when it's 14 degrees. I
1: I would say that I didn't necessarily figure out how to push through because I actually, I think most people realize that we are either motivated by, um, Two things. We're, we're motivated by pain, or we're motivated by, you know, the, the result, like of what we will achieve. I worked so hard for years, focused on the end result of what I always mm. wanted. Yeah. And what I grew to realize about myself through personal development, and I've actually learned this that a lot of salespeople I've interacted with, is that they aren't in fact motivated by the end result. They're motivated by the pain of their experience. And so what I did is I stopped looking at the end result, and I started focusing on the pain of my ex- my current experience. That's good. And I started running the hell away from what I was experiencing. Man, I hate that I don't look the way I want to. I hate that I'm not working out. I la 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 la. And I started uh, through through coaching with John Sheplack, I I, did, I started developing instead of a gratitude list, a regret list. Mm. Here's the things I want to accomplish, but if I don't. What am I going to regret about those things? And I would engineer pain into my life daily. And and I found that that little mindset hack basically I tricked myself into going out there and working so hard to get whatever it was that I was running, get away from whatever it was I was experiencing. It wasn't in, no longer, you know, running towards some end result. It was running away from an experience that I didn't want to feel anymore. And that was a huge mindset shift for me. And I think I also had another conversation with Izzy Arahu. I was in Arizona. We were going to do- I was speaking and we met. And he was like, a lot of people look at the end result and they're so fixated on, they, they don't understand what it would take to get there. Yeah. And so instead, what we've got to do is we got to start just looking at the the day ahead of us. What could I do tomorrow that would get me to where it is that I want to go? Yeah. It's the, the little deposits. And he said it this way and it finally clicked. He's like, when you make little deposits in your bank account over time, they fill up. He said, mm-hmm. well, hey, brother, when you make little deposits towards your goals over time, you know, they really fill up. And, and, and that was a powerful conversation. And the last Dude. one was on identity, which I think is one of the, the life's super hacks. I know we got on here to talk about marketing, but yeah, I, shoot, <laughs> we're going I, a different place. I love,
0: I love, I'm going to, I've already figured out how I'm going to bring it back to marketing. So okay. we're, so we're good. So keep going. Well, the, I think the, the most powerful thing I've ever learned in
1: my entire life, outside of having faith in your creator and being connected to that is that you can, you can um, at every phase of your life, you can, um, you can, you can re uh, develop who it is that you are meant to. Be. You can reinvent yourself. That's what I'm looking yeah. for.
0: Yeah. Every
1: single phase. And it's, and it's this simple. It is this simple. Uh, Brian Colhane once said to me, he said, your word is your wand. What you say is what becomes your reality. And John Cheplak also coached me on this. He said, Anything that follows the words I am becomes an identity. Your brain is a supercomputer that will, will literally program your reality. You're the one telling it what to create. And so I started paying attention to what I was saying about myself. Well, I was saying, well, like I'm fat or I'm not good with money or I'm, I'm, no, I'm not a good husband or I'm not a great father. And what I was doing is I was programming a reality for myself
0: -hmm. That I
1: was waking up every single day, and I would my brain would find uh, reasons. I would make a mistake with my wife. Yep, that's because you're not a good husband. Yeah, I I would eat eat the wrong food. Yep, it's because you're fat. Uh, Yeah, like all of those things. And I was like, I was blown away at what I was saying to myself. And so every single day, literally to this day, for the last couple of years, every single day. I get up and I write my I ams. I am blank, I am blank, I am blank. My identity and my faith, my family, my fitness, my business, my my like my money, everything. And I learned that the simple act of writing down what it was that I wanted to become, my brain started to work towards creating a new reality for me. And in developing habits and rituals routine almost became easy. Yeah. Like it almost just became a byproduct of 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 my identity. And I think that's one of the most powerful. Come on, bro. Powerful things I have ever learned as a human being is that at any point in my life, I can reinvent myself and I knew I figured I learned how to do it. And I do consistently. Like I consistently adjust my I ams and develop these identities around what it is that I want to become. And I like I think that's one of the most powerful things I've ever learned.
0: Well, brother, I mean, that I don't know what I asked to get you on your soapbox <laughs> to where you got to preach for 10 minutes. Uh, but I'm so glad whatever it was is th- it led to that because that that's literally you know when when I coach realtors on video, mm-hmm. they think they're coming to me because they suck at video, right? But you know, and what what I try to help them understand is they don't suck at video; they suck at accepting themselves and seeing the intrinsic value in themselves, which then we just. Throw out there through the form of video, yeah, right, and and, and so that's why I call video a mirror, mm-hmm. because video forces us to come face to face with who we see ourselves as, mm-hmm. and because most of us hate it, we we run away from it, and so if we take this conversation right, focus on the pain, not the outcome. You, you started a regret list. Like, I, I, there's so many things I'm going to start doing different from this podcast episode. Screw the people that listen, right? Like it's <laughs> like, this is just for me and guys, I'm just kidding. I didn't mean what I just said. So if we talk about video, cause let's, let's wrap up with video, taking what you just talked about, you know, you, you ask people to do videos, right. As, as part of, part of Whitley and in the ad campaigns that you guys run, how, how do we fix this when it comes to helping people get better at, at leveraging video?
1: Man, it's such a great question. Um, and the if you if you want to tie it back to you know what it is that we were even just talking about is a lot of people have an identity that leads them to believe that they are not worthy, they don't look good, they don't, yeah. good, they don't this. Yep. That, there with the other thing. I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't listen to any podcast I ever record back. I don't either. If I, if I walk in the house and my wife's playing something of mine, Ugh, it's awful. it's turn it off. That's disgusting. <laughs> What's the matter with you? But like, if you, if you, if you reorient the way that you're thinking about those things, like one thing that I write down every single day is I'm a content creator. Mm. Like, I know that sounds so simple, but I am a content creator and I, and I, I'm by, by doing that I'm forcing myself to think about what do con- content creators do? Like, what are they doing today? And so I'm creating an identity around this thing that I want to become. I'm a brand like, I'm giving myself that identity, and as I interact with social day in and day out, I start to see evidence that supports what it is that I'm telling myself. yeah, well, these big brands are doing video and 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 hey these these content creators are these influencers, blah 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 blah. and so one thing that's really simple you know you could you could make that adjustment what what i what, and and people will go back now and they will say this: I am not good with video yep listen, you just gave yourself an identity yep. and everything about your experience will validate what you believe about yourself, right? Pay attention. A lot of people will go back like, oh my gosh, I said that about myself yesterday. Like I, I, 100%. I said,
0: that's,
1: that's one so simple, 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 simple twi- uh, switch that you can make. We see it in my daughter. You know, she's young, she's she's developing, she's nine. And we catch her now all the time saying like, well, I'm not good at explaining things. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You are good at explaining things. You just didn't explain that thing so well. Here's how all you right. could And then she doesn't say it the next time. She's like, I'm getting better, right? She starts to believe in herself. And so I think that those are just some really subtle things that you could adjust that will change your mindset around these things. Remember what Brian Colhane said, your word is your want. What you say about yourself becomes your reality. I think that if we look back, getting back into like some video principles, the number one form of communication that we've ever had is what?
0: Our words. Interaction,
1: right? Face-to-face interaction. Getting face-to-face with somebody is the number one way we have ever been able to communicate. Well, check this. Your brain, as smart as you are, (laughs) Kyle, whether you believe so or not, as smart as you are.
0: I am smart.
1: Yes. That's going on my list. Your brain can't process the difference in this conversation. So we're virtual. We both consciously know that. right? But the neurons in your brain are firing the exact same way as if we were literally sitting face-to-face having a, an in-person conversation. Or right. So one of the reasons that we're really pushing people to do video content is because what, what's happening is you're getting face-to-face with your prospects. Now, what remarketing allows you to do when you get leads coming in, we create a custom audience on Facebook and we run new video ads targeted to those people. What happens is we are literally getting face-to-face with our leads. We're just doing it in a different way than we right. really ever thought possible. When we were little kids, somebody sat us down and they said, hey, go watch TV. Okay, you're annoying me. I need to do some stuff. Like I got work to yeah.
0: do. <laughs>
1: and we fell in love with our characters. And then we got right. a little- Older, and we had developed new shows that we watched and we, we all grew up, we became adults. And now we binge Netflix or Hulu or this, that other thing. We all still have our shows, our athletes, our celebrities that we follow and we are connected with. Mm-hmm. Now, pay attention to this. What I'm saying to you is that since you were a child, life programmed you to celebritize what you saw behind a TV screen mm. and your networks were ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, HBO, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, today, the, t- the TV device is this thing. It's this phone, okay? And your networks are Facebook and Instagram and-, and Snapchat and TikTok and YouTube and LinkedIn. And what you are seeing behind the screen, you have been programmed since you were a child to celebritize. This is why they recategorized influencers as the newest form of celebrities in early 2020.
0: Wow.
1: Because we were seeing The Rock and then like, boom, then there's Kyle Draper right? And then there's yeah. then there's Robert Downey Jr. And then, then, then boom, there's Grant Wise. Like we started to see our favorite celebrities. Here's what's cool with our favorite influencers. And we start right. to create these celebrity-like associations to the faces that we're seeing. And so now, wow. what happens is your people, the buyers and sellers in your community that you're trying to build relationships, they start to see the exact same way. They start to celebritize you. And this is what I love about this. Kyle, I don't know who your favorite celebrity is. Who is it? Probably The Rock. He's right there. All right. So let's say you and I are having a conversation about The Rock and I start to badmouth him.
0: Yeah. Guy's juicing. His movies suck. He's, you know. Bro, you better shut your mouth.
1: He is not the number one reason to love America, contrary to what People Magazine said. (laughs) Like everybody that loves The Rock that just heard those words come out of my mouth, they instantly got what? Defensive. Angry.
0: Yeah. They
1: instinctively put up a guard against Grant Wise, like this, like he does not know what he's talking about. The rock is the greatest thing in the world. And so what happens is you don't know the rock, right? And he doesn't know. I do not know. We develop what what, uh, psychologists call parasocial relationships with these celebrities. It's where one person builds a relationship with a character, but the character has no idea the other person exists. This is what happens with your buyer and seller leads. They're not just celebritizing you. They're building a relationship with you. And one that is so powerful, they would blindly defend you, even though they have no idea who you even are.
0: Mm, come on. Dude, what that's the heck? Why,
1: that, that's why video. What Kyle, that's why
0: heck? we use video.
1: <laughs> but hey, look, if you look at the end result, it's its allowing our clients to convert as much as 300 300% 300. more uh, of the leads that they are generating for themselves which wow. is leading to a massive increase in in their overall production
0: it, it, dude it's that's wild and i you know that this is why i bring people like you on because you know you're just smarter and and so you oh, say God. things <laughs> you say things better than i do i appreciate Be, because bro i mean not too long ago i had a realtor reached out to me in the middle of the night and her message, literally she sent me a message through messenger and she literally said, I couldn't sleep. I was binge watching Gary V videos and your video auto played after. Mm-hmm. And she bought my service the next day. And, and so listening to you talk in her brain, Gary V and me are the same. Like we're on the same level in her brain. mm-hmm because the brain isn't processing. No, you're not. He has hundreds of millions of people who know who he is. You have hundreds, you know, thousands of people that know who you are. The brain doesn't know how to process that. Mm-hmm. It just sees Gary V and then it sees Kyle Draper. Yep. And it, it's, it's just mind blowing. And so guys, if, when you're listening to this, if this episode doesn't cause you to take some form of action, mm-hmm. stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just stop. Because what, what else? Or you know what? Actually, I take that back. Write Grant and I a check because you don't value what you don't pay for. Yep. And just send us a check and then start doing what we say. And your life will go really well for you. Because we covered marketing. We talked about mindset. Dude, you've been throwing some parenting in there. (laughs) Like you're just bragging about like, let me show you how great of a dad I am. And, uh, you know, give you this this moment with my nine-year-old daughter. Dude, incredible, 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 incredible. So, how Grant, how do people find you? When they want to connect with you right now, what's the easiest way for them to do that?
1: You got to do one thing. Just go to likegrantwise.com. L-I-K-E grantwise.com. You out how else you could connect with me from my website, but that'd be the number one place. Love to... it.
0: Dude, this has been incredible. Thank you for, for coming on.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, man.
0: So cool. So fun. Guys, this has been probably the best episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And so we'll be back. Really, really soon, with maybe someone as cool as Grant, (laughs) but they'll definitely be worth your listen. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.